Hey everyone, pardon the quick interruption, but I wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for making I Wish They Knew one of the top shows in its category and for helping us extend our reach. Lots of exciting show improvements and additions are on the horizon, and I'm excited to share those with you in the coming weeks. But for now, I'm taking a quick detour from our typical interview format for another round of things I wish you knew. We did this special series once before, back on episodes 135 through 138, and I'm bringing it back based on feedback you gave me. So, just like last time, I'm going to share four big ideas that caught my attention recently and that I believe are worthy of catching your attention as well. These episodes are going to be a little shorter than usual. You'll have to finish that cup of coffee a lot faster, but they're still full of the big ideas you've come to expect and enjoy right here on the program. New episodes are on their way, and I can't wait to share those with you. For now, here's something I wish you knew. Enjoy. Welcome to I Wish They Knew, a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Wouldn't it be nice if people could talk to one another and actually know what's being said? Instead of dodging or disguising hard truths, we'd speak up, speak out, and speak often. We'd put our candor before our comfort. It often seems like the other way around, doesn't it? For some, it's an aversion to conflict. For others, it's the result of being raised in a feedback culture that plays too nice. But whatever the cause, we end up ducking the issues instead of addressing them directly. Now, just to be clear, candor isn't a call for rudeness, and it's not a license to treat others badly. Just the opposite. Candor can be kind, especially when it's delivered with care. One of my favorite studies, and I talk about this all the time from the stage, really drives the point home. David Yeager and his colleagues at the University of Texas wanted to see how feedback could positively influence motivation and outcomes. So, They got a bunch of high school English teachers to give their students two different types of feedback on their essays. One group got generic feedback, things like nice job or needs work or try using a comma. Another group got that same generic feedback plus something else, a 19-word encouragement written on a post-it note that was attached to the top of each of those essays, and it went like this. I am giving you this feedback because I have high expectations of you and know you can achieve them. They called it magical feedback, and what happened next was, well, magical. Over 70% of the students who got that post-it note voluntarily revised their essays, and of that group, 30% got better grades on their papers than those who never got the post-it note at all. That candor wasn't designed to show how much the teachers knew. It was meant to show how much they cared. But candor isn't just a way to help students get better grades. Sometimes, it can even help us avoid real-world disaster. Back in 1984, NASA researchers were looking for ways to improve air flight safety and conducted a bunch of studies to try to figure out how. In one study, cockpit crews, made up of a pilot, co-pilot, and navigator, did flight simulations in which a potential crash situation occurred. 
The study found that pilots who acted solely on their own intuition were much more likely to crash the plane than pilots who asked other crew members to weigh in before deciding how to respond. Okay, seems reasonable enough. More input, more insight. But it wasn't just a matter of whether the pilot sought advice from the crew. The underlying factor that determined flight safety was how often these open exchanges took place. Pilots and crew members with a history of candid give and take made fewer errors. They developed a cadence of candor that prevented operational mistakes from becoming irreversible disasters. They learned how to have real talk. And when danger got real, that made all the difference. So here are a few ways you can create more candor in the workplace while still maintaining a high degree of caring and connection. First, name it. Call out the issues that are simmering just beneath the surface. If you're a leader, ask others for their candid take on the issues that they're probably already thinking about anyways, but might be too reluctant to express. Let people submit their concerns in a shared document or a Slack channel. And if you're not sure they'll take to that, set it up so they can post anonymously. When we make it safe to name the issue, we help others tame the issue. Next, shrink it. Size is a candor killer. Consider breaking large meetings into smaller groups. I do this all the time when I work with leadership teams. Let each group hash out their questions and concerns, then appoint a spokesperson from each group to report back to the entire team. Smaller groups promote higher degrees of risk-taking and increase the odds that more candid voices will be heard, not just the same old play it safe blah 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 that you get when everyone's all together in status mode. Number three, Model it. Leaders have an opportunity to show the way and model candor for their teams. Let others know how you see things and why you see things that way. Something like this. Here's where I'm sitting on the issue right now. I thought you'd want to know why. This small statement may not seem like much, but it's crucial in building a culture of candor because here's the hard truth. Leaders only get what they give. And if you want to get these kind of behaviors, you have to model them first. If you model candor, you'll get transparency and trust. And finally, reward it. If we want more candor in the workplace, we need to recognize the people who already personify it. Whether that's in a face-to-face -face conversation or in an email or, better yet, when you're with your whole team. Thank these individuals for raising the issues that need to be discussed. And then... Turn that appreciation into an invitation for even more candor from others. Candor in, candor out. Now, without a doubt, candor is part art and part smarts, and how we do it matters too. But if we want to have the conversations that matter, we need more candor. We can't address what we won't acknowledge. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me. See you next time.